Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. What is your overview going into the start of camp and and the reality, you know, the realistic chance that you guys uh, can be, you know, successful and competitive? Yeah, answering the last part of that first, I think you know the the successes we have this year uh, are going to depend on two things: the the health of our our veteran players and guys that have established themselves at the major league level, uh, and then second, I think just the the younger talent that we have, just how that breaks in, how that breaks through, and uh, and what they can provide. Um, it's it's not easy to uh, come to the major league level for the first time and have immediate success. And I think for us to to compete, you know, we're going to need some guys to step up and and provide that and certainly the talent I think is is there for uh, for that to happen um, as far as the the off season it's been a unique off season uh, both for us some of the decisions we've had to make you know this point and just where the market is at at this at this uh, stage here uh, as camps open so uh, you know the the reality is there's a lot of players out there still there's a lot of uncertainty uh, with respect to rosters and where things sit and uh, it's our job, you know, as we as we sit here to make the most of that as uh, as we go forward. With with the uh, trade of Evan Longoria, Alex Cobb not coming back, maybe some more moves. Uh, do you see this as a rebuilding project, or do you see this as a team that can still remain competitive? Yeah, I think the the successes that this organization has had over the last ten years has been uh, by way of young players stepping up and. Um, you know, taking on greater roles and, uh, and, and carrying us forward. And uh, I think 2018 is no different than any, any year prior. So uh, we've, you know, been very dedicated to building up our system over the last, you know, three, four, five years. And really throughout, it's something we know we need to do. But uh, I've, I've really made some positive strides the last handful of years here and uh, think that that's something that can carry us forward. So, you know, how to, you know, label the year, I'm not so sure, you know, what, what would be most appropriate. But, um you know, like I said, we've said it, uh, you know, over and over, I think, throughout the winter, the young group we have, the young talent we have, and some of the established guys we have, the talent is there. Whether it can mature fast enough for this to be a, you know, really successful year remains to be seen, but we we really excited about the talent. Kevin, you look like you can't wait to answer a question. Um, <laughs> um, based on the numbers you have in camp and so many young players, uh, how will the evaluation process, uh, the competition 
uh, be decided on some of these jobs this year? Will it be different than in the past? I, I don't think so. We got, we got a lot of information on some of our young players. We've got a lot of information on the invitees uh, that we're probably just getting to see for the first time. Um, I think you want to find more about the guy and the fit, uh, how he goes about his, his way in the clubhouse. And then generally more times than not, those decisions work themselves out. Uh, but uh, the last thing we want to do is provide a message that we're telling young guys that you got to come in and overdo something to compete. Um, cause I don't, I don't think that's fair to them to, to really make those type of decisions over a six week period of or four week period of games. So to answer your question, I, I don't think it changes too much at all. I think, it's probably, if anything changes, there's probably some more excitement about seeing some of these young players and watching them go out and perform. I mean, you hear about them at the major league level uh, when they're in double A or triple A, and you, you, you read about the successes they're having. We're going to get to see them firsthand. So that's what brings a lot of excitement. Kevin, how weird is it um, that you're not going to have Evan Longoria's name in the lineup every day and not have Alex Cobb's name every five days on your on your lineup card? Yeah, uh, very. I mean, I, I'd be – denying if it wasn't even today going and doing the trainers and uh the physicals and stuff and you know longo's always been around obviously before i was here um and you know it's a testament to what he's meant to the organization um wish him nothing but the best understanding that you know he's in a good spot and it's going to be good for him but uh he'll definitely be missed you don't you don't have the type of career uh that he did with the rays and not miss a guy like that uh, and the same can be said for Alex Cobb. Uh, my time around him was a, a little unique in that he, he got through some injuries, uh, but it was really impressive how he battled what we would say battled through an early part of a season and then all of a sudden put together just a tremendous season. So both those guys are going to be missed. Now we're going to need some other guys to fill those voids on the field and off the field. Kevin, you have had uh, already guys here uh, working out, not just pitchers and catchers, but position players uh, as well. Can you uh, compare you know, the numbers and the, and the guys that are here uh, this year to, to previous seasons as manager, as for you know, there are more guys, there are less guys? And for Hyman and Eric, how does these guys getting in here early help uh, start your uh, decision process? Well, it, it's actually fairly consistent, Steve, with what we've seen over the last three years, four years. Uh, people want to be down here. It's you know, probably better than uh, to take batting practice outside than it is up north somewhere. Uh, we've always had a good t turnout, and I think that's the culture that's been established over years here, that guys want to get down here, get their work in, get ready to play, uh, and that's no different this year. You know, the young guys are probably a little bit more excited, but uh, I don't see too much of a difference. Yeah, I think – you know what stands out is the enthusiasm, especially you know a couple couple of you have asked about it that this that this has been an off season of some transition for us, and to see these guys come in here really excited and and ready to go and uh, by and large looking great, having taken in a lot of cases the improvements they made last season and now trying to take those forward uh, and build on them and they look ready to do that. It's really uh, exciting to see because you know as Eric said, we're counting on this group to to step up and come together and they look like they're ready to do that. Kevin, you talked uh, a couple times last season about planning to do things maybe a little differently in the spring as far as focusing on fundamentals, small ball, uh, attention to detail, base running. Or what, not not so much small ball, but attention to detail, yeah. Okay. We won't use the word small ball. All right. Attention to detail, yeah. things like that. Uh, hitting the ball on the ground and advancing a runner possibly. 
What uh, what are some of your plans for that? I think um, we have an opportunity here with some young players that are going to come up, and we can really stress fundamentals. Uh, we're going to win games this year uh, by catching the ball, and I think we're going to put it. I know we're going to put a, an emphasis on that in practice. Uh, and Tom, you just brought up Longo. There was nobody better than him in watching him practice. When Longo missed a ground ball. Everybody on the diamond knew he missed it because he was furious with himself. That intensity, the way he practiced, uh, we needed that to trickle throughout the entire camp. And generally with young guys, I think uh, our coaching staff that we've built, we're going to be able to provide that message that the importance of, of making a play behind our pitchers. We feel that uh, we're, we're fortunate to have the amount of pitchers that we have in camp, the real, some really good ones, and we want to do everything we, we can to set them up well. So – there's not really any drastic differences from how we're going to go about camp, but there could be some different messages uh, because so many guys are not as established. Uh, there's probably going to be some more drills. We're going to try to you know, ramp up the intensity. Uh, it's really difficult. We, we spent Rocco and I and Matt Kotaro, who those guys planned our camp, you spend a lot of time uh, trying to simulate game speed. You got to balance that with, with the more game speed you put out there, the more risk of injury. And we've had our lumps of injuries coming out of camp over the last couple of years. We want to try our best to avoid that. Uh, but we want to do everything we can to practice at a high level, uh, challenging them to where when they do get in those sim game situations, it's never easy, but maybe it comes a little more natural. Any of you guys on this one? Um Standing around the clubhouse today, I, I kind of saw what has been a, kind of a forgotten face for me, but I'd, I'd like to know where he stands with you guys as the Leon. Uh, you know, it looks like you have a lot of depth at starting pitching, and, and he kind of has uh, last this time last year we were all talking about him, but just kind of where do you all see him now? Well, I think 2017 is a year that Jose would also like to forget uh, for a lot of reasons. Um, it was exciting to see him come in early and uh, come in uh, looking like he had put a lot of work in this offseason. Uh, he's in good spirits, and I know just talking to Cashy and Kyle in the weeks leading up to, you know, today, uh, how excited they were at how he at how he looked early. So, you know, obviously it, it, he didn't get to pitch much last year, um, but we still think really highly of his ability, and uh, we're looking forward to him getting a chance to show a little bit more of that in 2018. Just watching his bullpen, it, it, it certainly seems like a different pitcher. I think it's a testament to Jose to, to get down here, get here early, given everything that took place in Puerto Rico over the last uh, couple of months that he left. He's down here working. You can see that he's, he, he's changed his physique uh, in some really positive ways. His work ethic has been tremendous, and just the way the ball's coming out of his hand, I don't know if we saw that too many times last year. How would you uh, rate seeing uh, Matt Duffy out there early as well? Best day so far of the offseason was yesterday when I walked in. He was smiling ear to ear. He took about 50 ground balls uh, at third base. He took a round of batting practice. He feels great. Now now it's on us, uh, myself, uh, our training staff, Joe Benj, to manage that, temper that a little bit. It's a guy that he's a baseball player. We said that multiple times last year. He's really wanting to get out there and play. Uh, very smart. We we want to make sure that we do everything we can to keep him healthy. Um, you know, Joe and I have talked about different plans of getting him a lot of reps, consistent reps, but maybe not the long inning reps or long game reps, but getting him out on his feet. But right now he comes in with no limitations, and uh, you can see he's just really upbeat. 
Eric, I don't know how much you can say. Uh, uh, there are a lot of rumors about other trades maybe possibly coming. Um, how actively are you involved in trade talks, and, or, and how might this roster look different opening day? Can I point you to Topkin's article? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, look, we, there's... You know, this is the reality. You know, there's a lot that's that's unsettled uh, just across all of baseball right now with the players that are out there. And, uh, you know, it's it's probably the top, you know, item on our job description or to, you know, do the best we can with, with what's available and, and to be make sure that we're considering all possibilities as we go forward. So uh, that, you know, that, that could mean uh, guys move out of our camp. It could mean just the guys come in. It's uh, at this point, you know, it's it's about being active, being in tune with the market and what's going on, and uh, just trying to make sure that we're as prepared as possible to do what we think is best for the organization. Eric uh, or Kevin, it looks like you're you're set at third, second. I mean, sorry, third, short, catcher, uh, center field, and right field, and, and maybe not as much the other spots. How, how do you see that kind of breaking down? And is that a fair assessment? And well, well, tell me the positions third, that you left off. Third base, shortstop. Yep. Um, catcher, center, and right. Yep. So what, left field, first base, second base, how do you kind of see that shaking down on the bullpen? Well, I mean, obviously the candidates in left field, uh, Corey put up a really good season, uh, really strong first half. Then we got acquired Denard Span, veteran player. And then Malik's is, uh, you know, a lot of reason to be excited about Malik's, whether he's playing left or right or, or backing up KK in center. Uh, we're excited to see how it plans out a little bit. Um, the infield situation is – unique that we got a lot of candidates that are going to get tons of reps at second base um and then you know with brad playing some first some second in spring we'll kind of see how it unfolds but um you know look at robbie as being really valuable in that equation might see robbie a little bit in the outfield to see how he can take to it uh but i think robbie proved last year to everybody that he's pretty comfortable wherever you put him on the dirt uh and we'll continue to utilize that Based on some of the discussions y'all had, or we talked about as far as the whole thing, uh, not letting uh, guys go past the second time through the order, and the possibility of having a, maybe a different, you know, an extra pitcher in the bullpen. Uh, where are y'all on that right now, or, or are y'all still discussing that? I, it, we're still discussing a lot. I mean, I, I think the way w- when when we made some acquisitions there at the deadline, uh, and and we saw the benefits. Of, of what those stacking those bullpen arms could come in and do. And I think going into this spring, we want to find a way to utilize that, get close to that. Um, but it takes a little while to find out who you got and how guys can bounce back. I and mean, we were so fortunate uh, in August and September that, you know, the guys that we were leaning on, they were able to take the ball every day or, uh, you know, every other day, if not every day. Uh, that helps a lot. So we still got a lot to kind of, talk through on that the signing of Romo official today how does he fit into the bullpen and, and how do you see that shaping up I mean, it looks like Romo Jennings and Colome would probably be the most obvious guys in there you want D- did we sign Romo I, I it's official okay go ahead yeah take it <laughs> <laughs> uh, I shook his wait, hand so I wasn't sure if yeah yeah um yeah I think with with Sergio uh he is someone that we pursued last winter. Uh, he, he went in a different direction. Uh, we were able to get our hands on him midway through the year and was part of that revamped bullpen down the stretch for us and uh, really did a wonderful job. So 
you know, this is somebody uh, we talked about a lot last year when he brought in Sergio and Ciszek and, you know, so on and so forth, that just Jennings, the, the ex- it's not just what they give you on the mound. It's just the experience factor uh, as well. And uh, I think that that's something that can just kind of slow the heart rate of that group as a whole out there and all the youngsters can, can really lean on them and take a little bit of the edge off. So um, I think we all know what, what Sergio is, you know, and, and what he brings to the table. We got to see him last year, but he's, he's absolutely in that mix and somebody that uh, we're hopeful can uh, can match up, can, you know, you can leverage late in games and, and can really be that guy right on right, especially that uh, can give fits to some of the, the bigger, more dangerous righties in our division. Hi, we didn't, I know he's not in Major League Camp, but what are the plans for Brendan McKay after the season he had? And will he play one position both this spring and, and that kind of thing? And where is he targeted? We've still got some discussions to have with all our staff as to exactly how it comes together. And, you know, I think one thing that we learned last year and going into it when we acquired Brendan, uh, we wanted to make sure that we were doing this with him. And this is a guy who at one of the highest levels of college baseball was extremely successful uh, being a two-way player. And we've got a lot to learn from him as to how he does it. And we're going to continue that going forward. Uh, We were really happy with... uh, with uh, how he performed last year and how he held up physically and also who he is uh, and how he was just able to take everything in stride. Um, Really prepared, uh, really cognizant of everything that goes into his preparation. Now the challenge is for us to take what he did last year when we had him a little bit on a leash because of his college workload and adapt that to a full season. So I think it'll look something similar uh, to last year except just adapt it over a full season schedule. Yes, yeah, he is a two-way player. Uh, for Hyman, Eric, uh, you know there are three basically new starting pitchers on the 40-man roster uh, with Yanni and Yarborough and with Honeywell. I'm just curious your uh, your expectations for them in the, their first year on the 40-man roster. And, and Kevin, uh, what you're what you're expecting to see of them in spring? I think it's four if you count Mojica, right? Um, we, we uh, you know, obviously those uh, those guys, uh, each of them just had exceptional years last year, um, and I think all of them, all of them showed at at with what they did throughout the year, just how you know what their potential is and the upset that they have at the big league level. Um, you know, we see all of them as guys with the potential to to be uh, mainstays uh, in the big leagues, and you know, Eric talked about it earlier. A lot of it is about those guys. Uh, showing that they can take that to the next level and, and really being prepared to do so. Um, so we're, we're excited. You know, last year when they were here, a lot of it, uh, you know, when uh, obviously Yarbrough was here and the other two on the backfields, a lot of it was kind of getting to know getting to know them, them getting ready. Uh, now they're really here with a chance to be part of this picture uh, and to really impact us this season. Uh, and we're, you know, we feel that all three of them are likely to do that.